Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Anthony Alex from the Angry Mailman podcast, and you're listening to another fine show from the From Page to Screen Media Empire. Hey guys, this is Ace Marrero from the movie Madison County. Hi, this is David L.G. Hughes, writer-director of the film Hall Bowl Suites. I love the pace and the fastness, and I love the fact that you just roll with it. Hi, I'm Eric England, the director of Contracted. Hi, I'm Jake Amino, the writer-director of The Asian. My name is Nathan Whitehead, and I wrote the music for Beyond Skyline. Hello, Stuart. Just a quick hello from Sarah Douglas. Hi, this is Benoit Holmes from the film The Expedition. This is Dominic Burns, the director of Allies. Hey, Stuart. Page the screen. Zotcom up in my volume. Snake. Yeah, that was my motorcycle running and tracking over the motherfucking snakes. Genius. With Dom, eating pizza, and pussy. I'm Neil Johnson, I directed Rogue Warrior and The Time War, and I crucified Adolf Hitler. The From Page to Screen Movie Good evening, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Hold on, give me two seconds. Uh, This has... Even though I've got Skype open on my computer, it's come through to my phone instead, and I've not got my headphones plugged <laughs> into my phone. Oh no, technology is amazing. Because of course not. Here you are. That's because I can hear you know. That's Hello. because it's been that long since we podcasted. You've forgotten how. <laughs> that's what it is, isn't it? <laughs> it's it's just I had it. You were messaging me, obviously, and it came up on my phone, and then I opened up Skype on my Mac, and the messages were there. Yeah, and when you went ready, I went ready. You started phoning, but it came through to the phone instead. You're like, but, that, oh well, that's not where that's it's supposed fine. to come from. <laughs> no, so I was like, ah. lovely. So how are you this it, nice sunny day then? I think well, summer might have arrived. It seems to be quite quiet grey, outside yeah. for some reason, isn't it? Is it grey? Well, it's grey here, and yep. there are two men in the building opposite of the window open, just shouting abuse at anyone who listen. Oh, nice. <laughs> I miss living so in that's Scotland. Fun. <laughs> Stay classy, like seriously. It's oh man, we're, we're days away from the purge. <laughs> we are, aren't we? It's uh, you know that is more like watching the Blue Planet or Planet Earth to me now. Watching the purge, it's like let me learn about the environment that's coming. <laughs> it's, it's <absolutely laughs> yeah, let me let, let's get let's get a head start. What do we need to survive? <laughs> so, what does it feel like knowing that Cops and Monsters was 2014 when it started? <laughs> I'm just looking at IMDb. I'm like, Jesus, time mm-hmm. flies. That's, that's, in- yeah, you that's think, insane. You think about it, that's when we were in Nottingham for MCOM, MCON, the first. Wow. The first, uh, when we were the first panel on before Red Wharf, I remember. Yep. And they mucked up the organisers because remember people weren't getting in <laughs> they did do you remember <laughs> and do you remember when they were coming over going uh, can you can you wrap it up guys we've got another panel coming in after this like, uh, no get finished when it's finished you're like thanks way to yeah. treat your royalty 
Oh, get off we the were, stage. We've got important people coming on. <laughs> we were we were told we had an hour. This isn't an hour. This is 40 minutes. <laughs> uh, and we times. ended up Mark, Mark Harvey rapping his bane. <laughs> did. Yep, we did. And then we did London. And then I think one London. of my... One of my highlights from London was Sarah Madison saying to me, so what are you going to ask me on stage? And I said, I have no idea. She's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> London London was the same year? Yeah. 2014? Yeah, yeah, it was, wasn't it? It was only a matter of months. Crazy. Yeah. Time is flying away too much. That's Yeah, so we'd just done the pilot. Yeah. Which we called The Weapon. And then it took so long between doing that one and getting the money to do the other ones that we lost half the cast. <laughs> no, you, you decided to recast because of the story ideas that you wanted to expand the universe. It's cool. I mean, that's it's mostly nothing, true. Nothing some to them, do with financing at all. No, some of them some of them were genuinely unavailable and the rest were jettisoned <laughs> because they, they were slightly... And out of fashion, uh, and I cruelly killed them off off screen. I say off screen. There's a there's a scene in the in the official first episode where Maya and Martin are going through the pets database, and I put a red cross over the people <laughs> that we killed off. Do you look back? Because I remember, I mean, obviously we were in touch quite a lot at that time, and you were. Yes, super and we're fixing this. We're getting back in we touch. We are getting back in touch. Super busy, super stressed, super organised, super chaos was going on everywhere because it ain't easy making films, as, no, as you know, as, as, you I, know. As, I, as, I, as I know. As you've um, learned, yeah. do, do you Have you got to a point now where you can look back on those times and go, do you know what? That was amazing. That was really cool. Have you forgotten I, a lot of the stress, or is it still there where you go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I believe I believe the coronavirus lockdown has made me feel all nostalgic. Um and yeah, they were brilliant times. We twenty between twenty twelve and twenty fourteen, before we started doing Cops and Monsters proper, yeah. We made so let, let's do this. So we made we did three forty eight hour film projects, one a year. We did three Virgin Media shorts in the space of like three days. We did one year later, and we did Bloodline, the pilot of Bloodline, all in the space of like two years. It was absolutely mental what we did without any money. Well, no, that's not true. One year later had was the first project we properly crowdfunded. In Bloodline, we raised enough money to pay everyone's expenses. That's that was when that that all started. Yeah. Um. It's only when Cops and Monsters started to become really stressful because it started to feel more like work than fun. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. I remember somebody saying to me about podcasting years ago. It's like, this is the 514th episode of the podcast now. It's, it ain't going away anytime <laughs> soon. It's, uh, and they said, keep doing it until it stops being fun. Yeah. And I think that, that should apply to anything, really. I think, even if you get to the point where you've got a day job or a night job that isn't creative and you're not in control of it if you start to really hate doing it then yep. it's time to you know look in another direction and try and find something else but i'm hoping you still do love filmmaking i think uh, you i mean do. i think secretly you do well not even secretly I, I think you do no i think i do um, i assume we're recording by the way and this isn't pre-band pre-podcast we're, we're, I, I don't do pre-podcast <laughs> it's, it's a waste of airwaves you just go straight in boom go, go straight in yeah 
Because I was like, this is good stuff, Stu. Let's not waste oh, it. Is, I always, yeah. so, as soon as you answer the call, we the, the, amount, the amount of guests have on it, like, right, okay, well, I'm ready to start when you are. I'm like, well, we started about 20 we'll minutes started. ago when you said hello. So, you know, <laughs> and they're like, no, delete it. Let's start no again. No editing going on here. No, I'm, I'm, I, I was effectively retired from 2018 till now. Yep. Um, we did, we, we, we've got six scripts written for series two for cops and monsters and they all come in at about 20 25 minutes and it and it's a proper arc episode of the week where series one was one story told over six episodes with two bonus episodes yeah um because we did a christmas episode because why not you become um, like the fast and the furious films where somebody's <laughs> like how many are they like uh, uh, do, Nine, what, order, what order do they come in um <laughs> hang on a minute <laughs> it becomes I, on amazon they're in Sort of, and, and Amazon they're, on, they're in order of story. Yeah. We're obviously released them out of sync, but um, so we've got six episodes written, one shot. Uh, Debbie Moon, who BAFTA winning Debbie Moon, mm-hmm. who mentored me, who writes for Wolf Blood, created Wolf Blood, and she's done lots of other many things. But Wolf Blood is kind of what people are for. Yeah. Um, she penned our first episode, and we raised. A good amount of money. We get afforded as a three-day shoot, and we managed to film all of our episodes, which was twenty-five pages, twenty-four pages, which is a lot to shoot over three days. Yes, uh, especially all of the stuff that takes place in the house, which is seventy uh, percent of it. Like we shot in a day, <laughs> including the fight scenes. <laughs> so that was mental, uh, and we will also managed to film scenes from episodes two, three four and six but only because we were in those locations which we would only have for that one time yeah so we thought well we may as well use the time and the actors from the got thinking this will be fine we'll put this episode out everyone will love it we'll go get money for episode two people will have loved episode one and nothing to worry about and then the crowd from the campaign failed and then the crowd campaign failed and then the crowd campaign failed and I'm like that and it just took such a mental toll in me that I was like no that's it I'm walking away from it for a for a year but I didn't I didn't say I'm going to walk away from a year I just said I'm walking away from it for a bit and that just became a year and then I kind of wanted to see what we could do this year and then this bloody coronavirus <laughs> came along and shut to, down to, to everything stop. To stop you self-isolating in your crowdfunding misery, it's like I when I've done mine, and I think I've probably done three altogether, mm-hmm. and they're always a struggle. I think there was yeah. one that did really well, but the other ones were like, what? Is I had those sort of feelings as well, where I'm like, that's it launched. Everybody that I've helped over the past 10 years, yeah. just fling your money that way. And it was like, why is nobody flinging it right? And right, screw you all, sod it. I'm not. I'm not doing any more website articles, podcasts. We're showing up yeah. his arse. I'm not doing it. I'm done. I'm going to walk away. I quit. I'm just going. To... It's. But, it does but, take a psychological toll on you, and then it kind of all worked out in the end anyway. But it's. It's tough. You see these people, and we've both seen them, where they go, right, I've launched a page now. I'm going to come back in the money and uh, come back in a month and just pick all the money up. You're like, no, yeah. no it don't work like that. Well, well, annoyingly, it does work for a couple of people yes. like that. Yeah. And that really not there's two, there's there's three crowdfunding incidents that I hate more than anything on the planet. That's not true. I hate lots of things. The coronavirus being one of them. Yeah. Uh, you've got the people who launch a campaign and they absolutely mail it, knock it out of the park first time with very little effort. They get the money that they need and then some. 
yeah. or yeah, you get the people who uh, crowdfund, but they go the Indiegogo route, so it's not all or nothing. So whatever they get to keep, and say they say we need five grand and they raise two. And they go, well, we're just going to make the film anyway. I'm like, well, why did you need five <laughs> what grand you, What then? did you need the five for? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and the third thing is, uh, the, and you you know this as well as I know this, as soon as you launch a crowdfunding campaign, everybody who is a crowdfunding expert, everyone who can promise you the world, I will get you 25 grand in seven days or your money back. What they come yeah. in and they go, I see you're trying to raise five grand. If you give me seven thousand, I guarantee you'll smash your top. <laughs> Look, dude, I haven't got any money. That's why I'm crowdfunding. Oh, or you get the other ones coming in going, If you put a pound into mine, I'll put a pound into you. You're like, No, I'm not even falling for that. It's no, see, we 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 used to get that quite a lot like the yeah. creative film fund or something. I don't, but that's probably not their name, no, but um, like. We we see that all the time. They'll come in and put in a pound, and you yeah, you're grateful for a pound, but you're also like, excuse me, I need more than a pound. Yeah, quid's not gonna cut it. I mean, I'm I'm on Indiegogo now, just for a uh, for a bit of research and banter, yeah. and trending for film one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, just on the first page of people wanting money now. And you've got horror, horror movie camp murder, and they wanted twelve hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and they raised five thousand two hundred and sixty-three dollars, and they've wow. still got thirty-six days left. Wow! If only we could do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, five thousand dollars—that's two more episodes of Cops and Monsters. Uh, but then, but then you've still—you've also got uh, if I go down to the woods today modern fairy tale that follows a woman surviving the day-to-day reality of living with her abuser which sounds like it should be an important film mm-hmm. they have 38 days left and they've only raised 42% of their money wow. so but then if you go down to the bottom you see people that have smashed it there's one here that raised dollars for a short film. That's great. They make me laugh when they go, I, I need to raise 150000 because I'm shooting a music video. You're like, what? <laughs> Who's directing it? Michael Bay. It's like, oh my God. I mean, my, uh, you're on about shooting schedules. My, <laughs> This will make you laugh and, and maybe cringe, but the footage does look really cool, so I'm either lucky or I know what I'm doing. Is uh, Mimi 1 was nine hours. Right. <laughs> and Mimi 2 was three hours. <laughs> that... Uh, that does not take into account like the twelve months of planning going in before. No, that. no, no, no. But it no, was a I mean, case it's of months, of, months oh. and months of planning, and then God, you shoot yeah. for a day. Like yeah. it's, but uh, but I'm really, I'm really proud of you because you said I'm going to go. Well, you said you're going to make a documentary, and then you went and made a documentary about uh, Comic Cons, which you're in. And, yeah, so if you ever get which, nostalgic, go watch that sucker. And then, it. <laughs> uh, and it's great because you worked really hard on that. You did all of the the conventions around here. And then you got to go to San Diego, and I hate you for that a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> you go. But I remember, but I remember the torment you went through to get to San Diego because you got into that virtual ticket system. Yeah, which I videoed all that, you know. And I was talking to somebody else about mm-hmm. that. And I said, "What I need to do is just put that video online and go for all those that think it's easy to get San Diego Come on, tickets. Spend an hour watching this video. It's yeah. so stressful as hell because I yeah, thought I'm you- filming this and I was going to use it in the San Diego Comic Con." 
you know, their experience in Comic Con documentary, but I thought it really derails everything. You've got me sitting there eating Doritos, looking stressed. I'm like, it's kind of it's not the same feeling as, hey, you, you're RJ Mitty from Breaking Bad. Now let's watch <laughs> Stuart eat Doritos. But, but I probably get, will put but it online. You should put it out. I think you should. I think it's yeah. valuable. I think people, because that's, that's a story in itself. <laughs> in the, I, I didn't but, even get tickets. It was insane. No, but, but somebody helped you out in, in America, didn't they? Yes, they so, well, get they, so I'd already bought the plane tickets and the accommodation for me and Annette to go out, and then we didn't get tickets at all, and then I got one press ticket, and I'm thinking, I don't know how Annette's going to enjoy her holiday in San Diego when I'm off at Comic Con, but then somebody in America helped Annette out by saying, look, I've got a spare ticket. She can oh, that's it. good. So they did. It was, yeah, that was kind of amazing. But, but then you said, I'm going to make a, a short film. And you wrote it, and you went and you crowdfunded it, and you did it. And not only did you make one short film, you made three. I've made three. I've made three. I, it was several more in the planning as well of a different, but, different nature. But, but. but you came up against what we all, all as all as filmmakers, come up against troublesome actors and crew. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. <laughs> and obviously, we're not going to we're not going to name names, of course. It's no. just the name. I'm sure other people will say the exact same about you and I being difficult and troublesome um but you just have to deal with it don't you because at yeah, the end of, of the day you have to focus on the end goal which is produce a a product that's something, what you're something to do. that's watchable isn't it it's like but i've been so lucky with a lot of the stuff i've been the the, the, the music that i've got for mm-hmm. the Mimi films has been created not for the films but the guy who created the music has said just use it have it do what you want with it and it's amazing um, to, to see that with the visuals I mean some of the music's over the trailer um, so it's that guy but his stuff is amazing so, uh, so I, I, yeah, I've been lucky and I've worked really hard to get there and I just need to I apply, it's like we're in lockdown we're not allowed to leave our house I've done no editing over the past four days I, I, just, I have not rested for the past four days for some reason it's, we are... it's crazy <laughs> Where yesterday was it yesterday? I decided because because brilliantly, right? Okay, so the coronavirus horrible, lockdown horrible. It's yeah. all bad, right? We agree on that. Yeah. But uh, Emily Cook, she on Twitter, she arranged a tweet along with the day of the Doctor, which was the fiftieth anniversary of Doctor Who, mm-hmm. and managed to get Stephen Moffat to join Twitter. Something that Stephen Moffat he quit Twitter because he just got bullied. <laughs> off of it Um, but he came back and they tweeted a whole bunch of stuff and then uh, one of the actors uh, recorded a new introduction for it as his character but admittedly a teddy bear version of it because he didn't have the makeup or costume or anything to become a Centauran then you had Chris Chibnall the writer of Doctor Who who wrote a brand new short story for Doctor Who for his Doctor he put that out Jodie Whittaker had her costume at home. She threw on her Doctor Who costume. She jumped into a cupboard. I saw filmed that. A vid- oh, yeah. Filmed a video on her phone to tell primarily kids who are yeah. worried about the situation. But let's be honest, we all needed to hear it. <laughs> and she went and she went and done that. And then that she got a lot. All even like most of the haters just had to shut up about it because they couldn't have a go at her for doing this really nice thing on her own time. Yeah. But then uh, Russell T Davis. Is joined Twitter today, which is something nobody thought would happen. 
he released a prequel to Rose, the first ever episode of New Who, uh, a short story that he'd written. And he's got a sequel coming out later, and everyone's going to tweet along and watch the the first ep- new episode of Doctor Who at 7 o'clock. There's going to be a massive worldwide tweet-a-thon yeah. with lots of new stuff, and everyone's getting behind it. So it's just this brilliant sense of community yeah, of course. For, the, for the show. And I went, I'm going to have a bit of that. <laughs> Why not? I mean, it's like, you know, people are understandably not enjoying the lockdowns or anything like that, but you have, you can either sit at home and hate it or hate everything about it and not do anything and just glue yourself to the news and be depressed all the time. Or well, you can we, try and find some good stuff some out of good. it. Yeah, well, yeah. as I said, we managed to shoot some scenes from other episodes for series two. Yeah. So I, I edited some of them. So a scene from episode two and a scene from episode three. And I did what I like to call the deluxe version of Debbie's episode. So yep. put the episode out. However, between Anne and I editing the, the episode, before the sound got locked and the music got locked for it and the effects, something happened and Anne swapped around some of the scenes, right. which if you'd watch it, you wouldn't notice it. But James T. Harding, our script editor, who also wrote two of the scripts, he was like, what have you done, you fool? This is, out, this is wrong. <laughs> Yeah, but not even the, but unless Debbie was being very polite, she, not even she noticed it, or maybe she didn't watch it. <laughs> That's what it was. So I managed to cheat, fix it yesterday. So and then I, so I slammed, slapped on the two two scenes from the other episodes that we shot, the scenes from the scripts that we shot, yeah. and like interviews from the cast from filming that those episodes, and I live streamed it. And oh, sure, this, is, this will sound really pathetic, but see when you set up a premiere on YouTube yep. and you go onto the channel, it comes up with a proper like, two-minute countdown thing. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, you should do it for Mimi. You yep. should hunt, like, you'll love it. Just just set, just upload it, set it as a premiere, and then go to your telly, sit down in front of your telly and put the YouTube thing on and just watch the countdown. It, was, it felt like live telly. It was really cool. <laughs> um, and... So, yeah, you said you've not done any editing for four days, but I've been sitting going through two-year-old one-year-old footage, (laughs) cutting together all all this footage that I've got. And the plan is every Saturday we're just going to release something that we've got, whether it be some behind-the-scenes videos or outtakes that I find or scenes that we've shot, just in the hope, A, it'll give something, it'll give people something to watch, B, anyone who's ever supported me or Cops and Monsters or the cast and the crew, it's something new for them. And maybe when this is all over, someone somewhere will be like, yeah, here's, here's eight, ten grand, go finish it. So so that's me being productive. you got to do it. It's like this, this is my third podcast this week that I've done. I normally do one a week, but this is the third day in a row where I've done a podcast. I'm not doing one tomorrow because I'm back at my night job tomorrow working from home. But I'm right. determined next week when I finish my four nights off, four nights on, I am going to get some editing done next week. Because I, I started it oh, like a few weeks back. I thought I'm just going to, because I'm learning how to edit whilst putting a film together. Because Comic Con one was quite easy. It was just like cut footage together and this, that, the other. Doing a narrative one, a little bit trickier. Because you've got to, you know, with all the audio. And I had no microphones and stuff when I was doing the Comic Con one. It was just all camera footage. So that I had no audio to play around with, no soundtracks to put on or anything like that. But the whole Mimi thing, it's, it's definitely a big jigsaw. But it's fun. But it's it's a lot of work, as you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's... It's um, it's good though, and you obviously do it because you love it, and it's the same for any other film. If any, 
if there's a filmmaker out there who goes, oh, I hate doing it, then you're in the wrong job. Yeah. <laughs> if it's, if it, you can't call it a job, can you? Let's be honest. Um, no, because if you're in this job, we, we'd get paid. We'd get paid. <laughs> Wouldn't we? That would be nice. So I, no, no way is it a job because we don't get paid for it. I've said this on your podcast many, many times before, but I never take any money for doing Cops and Monsters. <laughs> like, I never put myself on the on the budget. I never. I just, I always prefer to just make sure the cast and crew get paid instead. And sometimes, I don't know if it happened when you were doing Mimi, but did you budget out this is exactly how much this will cost, that will cost, no, this will cost? I, no, I, t- I took the crowdfunding campaign, spent as much as possible on equipment, um, I remember when so I bought the whole camera set up, everything, micro, two microphones. I think I ended up with like four microphones, camera base, tra- lenses, all that sort of stuff. And Neil Johnson came over and he looked at it and he went, have you got a, you got a camera tripod? I went, yeah, yeah, I've got a camera tripod. And this is a four-figure camera, so it's a proper, you know, proper thing. And uh, he looked at it, this tripod, and he went, yeah, you might want to get another tripod. Because I was using like a £29 tripod. And he's like, no, your camera will fall off and it'll break. Get another tripod. So I went out again and bought a proper beefy solid tripod. You could literally put double gla- double uh, glazed windows through with should you choose. So I spent it all on equipment. And then when I rented the Airbnb, that came out of my wage anyway because it was weeks and weeks later. And right, how much does that cost? Right, pay for that. How, I need, need to cater for them all. Right, that comes out. So no, because it's, it's pretty much just me. I don't really have to do a budget. I know how much everything costs, but I, you know, paperwork wise, I've never bothered. And then for me, me too, because that was set six months after the first one, so that came out of my night job wage and stuff. And the same with the third one. Whenever that happens, it was supposed to be in March, but that ain't happening now, is it? No, no. Like everything's just been totally pushed back. Like yeah. we don't, we just don't know, and like. It's, we just don't know when everything's going to get back to normal. That's them saying that Wonder Woman's going to be out in August. Yeah. But is it? <laughs> like, I, do, do you know, somebody, people keep saying that because it's like for, for our uh, day job, night job, whatever, it, they've said, oh, for at least three weeks, you're going to be working from home. I yeah. think, and the lockdown's for three weeks. I can see it being six weeks, I think. But I think after that, I think they will have battered a lot of it. Enough You've got people it. going, oh, it's going to be two years. I'm like, it's not going to be two years. That's not that. We'll all be like Mad Max if it's two years. Yeah, they're saying, some 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 people are saying at least to the end of the year. And that's not to say that it won't no. be, you know, the virus itself might be here at the end of the year, but that's not to say that there won't be vaccine or medicine or whatever. Like, no. they're not just going to magically go, here's the cure to coronavirus, and everyone's going to take it and be fine. Like, it's not, it's not no. a click-your-finger solution. I think it'll uh, be a case of we all go back to work, but we all have to do the social distancing thing, and we all have to be yeah. smart. And we still keep washing our hands, which why people weren't doing that before, I really don't know. Toilet paper will come back into supply. Pasta will come <laughs> back into supply. The world will restore some balance. The force will be balanced again. Yes. But it's... Uh, but it's mad. So what's next for you? So there's no real sort of cops and monsters imminently, but you're working on something else. What are you working on? So we're doing Dream Girl, and it's a short film. It's a romantic comedy, which I've had brewing in my head for a while, where we follow Derek, who is a, d- d- not down in his luck, but, d- you know, he's a he's an office drone. 
he's just come out of a long-term relationship. He's feeling miserable. His best friend Becky, who's married, tries to live vicariously through him and prep, you know, prep him up, pick him up, uh, kind of be a life coach. But then he meets Heather, who's literally his his dream girl. She's perfect. She's a bit of a new age hippie, and she's got a whimsical soul, and she's musical, and she's brilliant. But she's only in his head. <laughs> she only exists when he's asleep. Uh-oh. So uh, he, he goes to more and more elaborate lengths to be asleep to spend time with her. And when I, I wrote it and I thought it was quite funny, and it does have funny bits, but then I let, uh, I let Sophie read it. <laughs> and she's like, actually, it's quite dark. It's quite big. This guy's clearly suicidal. It's like, no, he's not suicidal. He just wants to be... Okay, I can... Teaser poster for a, a TV pilot that I've written called Death Whatever. Because there was a competition that said, submit your TV scripts, but we need a poster. It's like, why do you need a poster for a TV show that doesn't exist? Well, Friday, so the, Thir- them- Friday the 13th started with a poster, didn't it? The original one of that. Did it? Yeah, yeah. They, they went into Paramount and they were like, look at this. And they were like, wow, we won it. And then they went and ran away and wrote a script. So it can happen. Wow. So, yeah, we did a little poster with Des O'Gorman and Ennis Anderson. And obviously, Ennis is in Cops and Monsters, it's Alexis and Des. I've worked with Des and 40 Hour Film Project and we do a lot of Ghostbusters, cosplay stuff, charity work together. Um, but we just had, and we got Sonia back who does all our photos for Cops and Monsters. Yeah. And we just had such a good time doing it. And at that point, Cops and Monsters hadn't been done for about six, seven months. Yeah. And I was like, I kind of miss this. I kind of miss the madness of doing a short film because we hadn't we did a forty eight hour film in twenty fourteen and I think that was the last short film I did. But then one year later, which is now on Amazon Prime and Google Play, by the way, uh, for those who want to help a starving filmmaker out. Hence, hence, hence if you're on Amazon you're living in a mansion the size of Scarface, obviously. Yes, snorting exactly. drinking copious amounts of yeah, iron brew we, can, and we, can, co- we yeah. can cover that in a second but uh, <laughs> one year later just meant so much to me it was so well received and we did a film festival tour on it and we took it around the country and stuff and it just meant a lot so hopefully we can recapture a wee bit of wee bit of magic on Dream Girl uh, yeah. Sophie came up with a teaser poster for it which has went done really well and I was at the Glasgow Film Festival in February before all this shit kicked off and mm-hmm. I met a lot of new crew and everybody who had because I've been out at the indie film game for so long and I walked into this networking event and everybody was new I barely recognised anybody it was quite nice um, and we've got quite a lot of interest from some actors who've been on telly and some well known telly uh, one of them being Shameless okay. um, yep. and someone who was in Fantastic Beasts mm-hmm. uh, they're interested in playing ball with us but obviously A I need five grand for a three day shoot yep. and B we can't do anything no. <laughs> all you can do is write, write and prepare write and prepare write and prepare because like yeah. you were saying like, obviously we chatted on the phone the other day and we said there's no point launching a crowdfunding campaign oh now. god no no no, no, no I feel no... sorry for all these that have, have got like 20 odd days or t- it's like forget it you might as well just you know just just cancel it <laughs> and then restart later on. Yeah, I suppose if you're on um if you're in like Indiegogo, you're yeah, probably gonna get bad. some of that money, aren't you? Yeah. But it's it's for the rest of the poor souls who aren't in that situation, what are they gonna do? Like if you set up a Kickstarter and oh, can you imagine if you're halfway through you are 
Kickstarter right, and you got half the money and you had like 10 days left, that's you. Like, you've lost all that money. You're dead in the water, aren't you? You're like one of these filmmakers who were all spent years working on a film. You've managed to get it into South by Southwest in America and oh, then it gets cancelled. You're like, what the hell? And that obviously happened to hundreds of filmmakers, but mm. I can't imagine that sort of pain. That's, I'm just hoping Grimfest goes ahead in October, fingers crossed. Cause, sure. you know. Surely. All, so all, we're doing a Comic-Con this year, he says, optimistically. Yeah. And June 20th is the date for that. And we've been told by the venue that they're happy to go ahead until they're told they can't. Um, but they have said that they've got dates later on in the year on a Sunday. And I'm like, oh, I don't really want to do a Comic-Con on a Sunday. Which uh, Which venue? Yeah, it's the Trades Hall. So it's flat bang right, in the city okay. centre of town. It's got a capacity of 500. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's an MCM or an MCOM, but showmasters who do London, like film and comic on London, you know, the big, the big, big, big one. Yeah. Uh, they, they're still going ahead in July. They have not, many, many Comic Cons have fallen and either ceased entirely or TBD. Or, you know, we're doing it now in August or yep. like moving to end of June, start of July and whatnot. But MC, uh, Showmasters have just folded their arms and said, now nah, we're a budget. And I guess I think, it. I think the public might uh, say differently, I think. I think they may find, I'd be worried about their ticket prices. Well, they, <laughs> from an organiser point of view, which I now understand what Rob went through for Sci Fi Wales, yeah. he, they, they would have paid the guarantee yep. fee. For all of those stars, and that's, yep. there's about fifty of them, and a lot of them are cheap. Yeah. No, and they probably would have booked flights and hotels and everything. Mm-hmm. And the insurance companies are just going to throw their hands up and go, "Act of God, goodbye." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what they are doing. Even travel insurance isn't covering the majority of it. So really? Yeah, I think if you uh, if you'd booked it way in advance, mm-hmm. it depends what sort of travel insurance you had. Yeah. If you've got like this stupid, like, it basically has to have a certain clause in it and then they may cover it. But the majority <laughs> of travel agents are like, no, sorry, don't cover it. Act of God, as you've said, tough. What? But it's okay, Stuart, because I'm on Amazon Prime, so I've got tons of money. You are. It's like, you must be raking it in. It's like, I'm just happy that you found a lot, you know, time to talk to the likes of me. I thought I would have to go through your PR agent or just my people. Your, your, your... My people will call your people. Yeah, exactly. We... Yeah, I have people. We... They're me. <laughs> yes, you're, you are the people. <laughs> I am the people. Uh, no, we, we get a grand total of 0.06 pence. For yeah. every 60 minutes streamed, minus what Amazon take, minus what the distributor takes. So, uh, so just say that 0.0 a little bit slower. Then. So for every hour worth of streaming, you we get, get 0.06 pence. And then Amazon go, we'll have some of that, please. Yes. And then the distributor goes, and then we'll take a little bit more of that. <laughs> wow. So you are raking it in then. That's, that's amazing. That's so, crazy, isn't it? I don't even I can, know how the big films... You know, like your John Wick or whatever. How do they even make money on Amazon? Because that's a lot. You've got the, to have a lot of views to make up a, a dollar. Or a but, 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 you, but you think about of all the people who are watching John Wick compared True. to all the people that are watching Cops and Monsters. And I say that nicely. Yeah. Like, it is, it is a completely different... Um, it's just a completely different kettle of fish. Like, so... For example, I got my earnings in from October to December. 
yep. uh, for Cops and Monsters, and I got a grand total of £3.94. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so just before anybody goes, but you must be raking it in. You, you could probably buy you, you could buy a toilet roll, to be fair, though. Maybe. If one you, of, if one you of can the small them. ones. Yeah. If you can find them, you can get a four-pack. You can get a four. Oh, I tell you, I went down, to, so there's a convenience shop downstairs from us on the street and they're always open and they're, they're friendly and it's fine and they've got some stuff but we we nickname it the inconvenience shop because they never quite have what you need and and uh, i went in yesterday and they were ha- they had masks surgical masks on people coming into the shop had surgical masks on and it just all felt a bit weird yeah. And then they put up the news online, put up footage of Glasgow City Centre yesterday, just deserted. And I swear yeah. to you, sure, it felt like 28 days later. <laughs> well, I, I walked, the town that I live in is half an hour walk away from the main town that I used to live in. And mm-hmm. the one I live in now is kind of quiet. So it's, it's, it's one of those towns where it's just like one main street with a little few offshoots. One of those, it's not a proper town. Mm-hmm. And so I went and <clears throat> walked into the town where the big Asda is, because I thought, right, I need to go in and just get some essentials. Yeah. So, you know, I walked, I thought, I don't, I'm not going to use a bus, even though I had a bus pass in my pocket. Nope. No. I'm going to be smart. I'm not going to use a bus. Sun was out. It's nice. Get me exercise. So I walked into the town, deserted. Walk into Asda. Really? No, no social isolating going on here then. All right. People out with their families and couples and people Jesus. with their hands. And you're like, this is kind of nuts. So it's bizarre, but I was just within the supermarket. Yeah, well, and then people, you get back outside, and you know, people were kind of following it. So it's kind of yeah, weird. but you've also got people in parks just hanging about, and yeah. you know, you've got people in bars and coffee shops and whatever. And it's just like, what are you doing? Like, you're being told to go home for three weeks, sit in your arse, and watch telly. Right, that's all you have to do. You can exercise. You're allowed to go out once a day for exercise. God, God, I feel like we're in V for Vendetta. <laughs> we are. <laughs> like, we, we need masks. You, you're allowed masks one day. <laughs> you're allowed one day of exercise. That's what you're. Every day you're allowed one exercise. It's like, well, yep. if I go for two walks, how are you going? But the fines are only sixty pound, and there'll be people who just go fine. It's worth sixty pound for a barbecue. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, all chip in. Chuck a chuck two quid in. And yeah. then, uh, all 30 of us can get the 60 quid for it. A collective fine, yeah. No, but we just, yeah, we just have to hope that it all passes over. And I love talking film, and I love talking telly, and I love talking about what we're doing, and that's that's, that's great. But then you just kind of get reminded of the scariness that's outside your window. You do. It's like, I'll sit and watch a film. I mean, Disney Plus has picked the best day ever in the history yeah. of launch things to launch on the 24th. I would so, love uh, to see their figures for subscriptions. I bet they're huge. <laughs> I mean, I think everybody on my Twitter feed was watching it. They're all sharing screenshots. So I went in and watched The Black Hole, which I'd not nice. seen for years. And I nice. watched the Tron cartoon, Tron Uprising, watched a bit of that. Nice. And I was downstairs watching Dumbo, and then she watched Christopher Robin yesterday. And, uh, and then you switch off your film and you go... Oh yeah, the country's being battered by a virus. <laughs> Not even just the country, the planet. But sometimes you you'll go. It's like with podcasting. I'll go. Oh, I enjoy chat phrases. I'm about to take a headphone. Oh crap! I forgot about that virus thing. It's. <laughs> I think you've. It's massively important to forget about it. Yeah. Sometimes I mean, you go nuts. That's, that's why I'm glad that they're doing the Doctor Who thing. That's mm. why I'm glad that I'm going to do the Cops and Monsters streaming thing. Yep. Like, we just need entertainment. We just need a distraction. Um, but but considering the majority of the TV industry has been laid off, 
yeah. and the majority of the TV industry are, are freelancers on PAYE, like you're going to run out of content very quickly. Like, yeah. It's going to be because, reruns of Geordie Shore, isn't it, for the next six months? Well, that's that's the BBC <laughs> going right. We're going to reshow all Gavin and Stacey yeah. and something else, and you're like, cool, but that's going to run out soon. That's only what twenty four episodes or something. So that is what we're going to rerun EastEnders from nineteen eighty five. ITV like Coronation Street and Emmerdale. <laughs> there so you, you, go. Jo- you joke, but ITV2 are showing classic Coronation Street. Yeah, I know. Like, Annette, but... Annette records them. She's got on catch-up 20, I'm not even kidding, 25 <laughs> episodes. She is recording the old ones, recording the new ones, and blitzing it away. She... It's like, oh my God. You've seen is them it already? Because, I was going to say, is it because she missed it the first time round? Oh, seen but... them. To number four. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? People are saying, let's get classic Doctor Who on on a Sunday, which they used to do, BBC Two used yep. to, and BBC Four used to show. Remember when we used to have BBC Four? Uh, it's good old days, Stuart. They used to, they used to um, show old Doctor Who back in the day, but they wouldn't do that now because everything's on Britbox. It is, including 627 episodes of Doctor Who. Yeah, and did you just so, that up? <laughs> no, no, I remember this scene. It was uh, Annette does this OCD type thing where she's so she signed up to Britbox and thinks it's amazing. So she went, I'm going to watch one from A, one from B, one from C, one from D, and so on, just random shows. So right. A was A Touch of Frost. So she batted right. through all 16 seasons of that, which sounds, sounds more than it is because each one had like two episodes in it. Okay. So okay. B was uh, Benidorm. And C was is clocking off, which is on at the minute. And she went, okay. I wonder what D is. I said, well, you better hope it's not Doctor Who. She's like, why? I'm like, because there's 627 <laughs> episodes of that. She went, oh, no, I'm not watching them all. She said, what I might do is watch the first one of each Doctor. And I'm yeah. like, that's not a bad idea. But you, you couldn't, no. Six, she would never be watching anything ever again other than Doctor Who. No. I'm tempted, I'm tempted to watch all of the original Star Trek because there's only three seasons of it. And I've never seen it all the way through. But I am three episodes away from finishing Parks and Rec for the first time. I wow. missed Parks and Rec when it happened. I didn't have the channel that it came out on. Yep. Uh, but now it's like I've signed up to Now TV because Now TV is really good. Well, <laughs> uh, this, this is where you want to sign up for all your free trials. So yes, it's like this your, your week. Trial, yeah. Do your seven days free Disney Plus. Yes. There you go. Get rid of that. Then you can jump onto Shudder and get a 30-day yeah. trial. If you use the code shut in, I believe. So you can have that for a month and you can watch all the stuff like the new creep show and everything on there. So you can do that and then sign up for a Netflix one and then an Amazon one. And then it, it's like you could effectively for three months have not pay anything whatsoever and watch all yep. these TV shows. Britbox has probably got a free trial as well. It does for a month. You get you a Just sign up for it. <laughs> no, no TV are really good at going. You can have a cinema pass. You get a month for eleven ninety nine. and you go, mm, don't know. Okay, we'll give you two months for a pound. You go, yep, okay, cool, yep, All okay. Right. I'll have that. <laughs> I'll have that. for the ball. Here's a pound. Here's a pound. It would but, get yeah. us through the tough times, wouldn't it? I mean, yeah. I mean, I just, I just don't know. Like we're relying so much on TV because we're that's that's where we are now. Yeah. That Netflix have have had to reduce the quality of their streaming. They have, yeah. Because so many people are watching it now that the bandwidth that they've got can't actually handle it. See, we both love TV and I love watching movies, but during this lockdown thing, I am making sure that I do not sit glued to the TV all the time. 
no, it'll it'll rot your brain. Yeah. And it'll, but but again, like you were saying on the phone the other day, we're watching all this TV, but we're not watching the news. <laughs> no, I watch. Yeah, exactly. I watch the news once a day, and I will just catch up. You know, I've seen the 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 thing today. The White House, uh, not White House. White House. Da- down in Street, I've been watching too much TV. The uh, Down in Street broadcast was all about the self-employed and stuff today. So there's been things of that that's come out. So mm-hmm. they will be getting their eighty percent of their earnings. Yes, at the, at, at the end of May. Oh, is that when that is? Let's see that bit. Because <laughs> uh, Annette went, "Are you going to watch the broadcast?" I went, "No, I'm chatting to Fraser." No, <laughs> like we're doing big. we're we're doing more important things. Doing important things it's, that will help, and uh, so that's been that one. So I'll catch up on the news once a day. I think tonight we're going to watch a film, but because it's like how often I can't. There's never been a time in our lives when it's been a case of right for at least three weeks still watch telly. You don't have to do anything. Yeah. And then I know that so many people are going to come out of this going, crap, I really didn't use that time off well. I should have written a book. No. I should have done this. Or I should have done that. So it sounds like you are doing the, I'm going to do something. Uh, next week, yeah. I'm going to start doing the, I'm going to do something and make sure that I don't come out of it going, oh, crap, I've just wasted all that time. I think you just have to balance it. Like I think it's important that you do something creative if you are a creative person. Yeah. Like, um. I'm having a blast editing these, these you know, this is footage from a couple of months that I've not looked at since, 20, you know, the end of 2018. Yep. So it's quite nice watching that again. And I edited a wee scene with Ellen and Innes, which comes from later on in the series, and it's in my old flat. And um, just watching the two of them play off each other, and I've got a couple of wide shots and close-ups. I've got, you know, that they, they give you so much with reactions off of the other person's line that you can cut in the reaction and stuff and it's only a 42 second scene and I graded it all and I made it look all nice and I slapped in some music from the first series that, that worked because obviously I don't have any music to go with it so I slapped on some old music and whatever and I just watched that and went you two are bloody brilliant like, the two of you, yeah. my god you're so good and Ellen put up I, I ended up screen grabbing a picture of Ellen holding the gun and just like badass Maya kind of thing. And Ellen, Ellen tagged it and it was like hashtag, I had a job once. And I'm like, oh God, no, Ellen, please don't do this to me. You're, you're so good at what you do, Ellen. It's not fair that you're in London and people are the dates and not hiring you. I'll, I'll keep hiring you. <laughs> I just, yeah, just, we, you know, we both said it, but just keep using this time to build up something to, to write when, when we're not locked in our houses. You think about it as a captive audience, like it is literally. It's, <laughs> I created a I created a page called Fraser Cool Filmmaker, yeah. and and it's linked into a Patreon that I have. And basically, I'm just going to I'm going to film a vlog of either either just talking about making a particular project or what I did the other time, the other day was was quite fun, but but. Uh, humbling was I watched the first ever episode of my first ever web series that we shot in 2006 yeah. uh, and um, it's only like 10 minutes long so I watched I f- filmed me watching it and then I put the the actual episode on the screen and I put my reaction to it and that was really good to do to go right so this is what it used to be like <laughs> this is what yeah. we used to do so like use your time 
like just try and do something with it. Just of course. you've got a captive you've got a captive audience. So I'm just gonna go through all of my old projects and I'm gonna share them on this filmmaker page and on Twitter and stuff because and it's people just need it's a good chat time for people to see your work. And all independent filmmakers and actors and crew and writers or whatever should all be doing the same. Yeah, whatever you have, get it out there. The forty eight hour film project, which I talked about earlier, they're doing a locked in version. So over the yeah, next I three saw, weekends. I saw Britflix tweeting about that earlier on and I'm like, That sounds kind of interesting, but I think you might find a lot of the films the same same, but I get your point. Oh no, I think they're all gonna be the same. But yeah. I, I've signed I've signed up for it because it's free and I put yeah. a post up saying I'm gonna do this thing and I was I got about ten emails in from people going, I'll do it. Nice. So that's I might tomorrow. do it myself because that's the way I generally work, anyways. Yeah, like, I think you should. Just like me, I, <laughs> I might because I've I got think, the equipment to do it. That's for damn sure. I absolutely think you should. Mm. See, I like I said to you, 20, 2012 to twenty fourteen, we yeah. made so much stuff because you didn't have the money thing to worry about, and we just had a good time. And no, it wasn't all perfect, but it was fun. So I even before before this coronavirus thing got serious as it was, I said. I'm going to do another 48-hour film this year because I've just missed all of us getting together and having 48 hours of sheer chaos. And then at the end of it on the Sunday, you all hand your films in, you all have a drink, and then a couple of days later, you're in the cinema, a nice cinema, and you're watching 20 films. Nice. Yeah, I think I'm going to investigate that that tonight, I think, and have a look and maybe stick my name down on that. There's just something quite nice about it, Stuart, because it's all of you. Now, don't get me wrong. The reason I quit doing it, quit. The reason I stopped doing it was because of the 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 kind of venomous atmosphere between the other film crews. Yes. And yeah. the things that people said to my face at the rap party for the last number one, I was like, I do wow. not need to put up with this anymore. Like, you do not have a leg to stand on. You have an opinion of me that you are not shaking, and you're you're just. You're just saying it to my face as if it's going to help you. So uh, I walked away from it at that point. But time, time is enough. Time, time has healed. It's time to get back. So I hope I can do Dream Girl this year. I hope I can do another forty-eight film this year. Well, I'm doing one, but it'll be not not quite how we imagined it. Uh, I hope we can do more Cops and Monsters. If we don't get the fact money for the five episodes, I'm just going to write a sixty-minute final feature version of it, and we'll do that instead. And we just got to get out and do stuff. We just have to get back to be creative and not yeah. worry so much. And you need to tell the world when you're releasing Mimi. Hint, hint. <laughs> do I need to get it edited first? I'm really happy. I sent uh, the because this the reason I'm editing the second one first is because it's an easier one to edit than the first one. So I thought, right, I'll get back up to speed with editing on the second one, and then okay. I'll know what I'm doing and do the first one. But they're both filmed already. So mm-hmm. I was uh, I was stuck for how, how to transition between three or four scenes. So right. I messaged Neil Johnson, who is who will be listening to this. So hi Neil. Hello Neil. He, Hello, Neil. Uh, he said, "Oh, if there's ever ever anything you need, just let me know." Blah blah. So I've been pecking his head for advice, and he's the wonderful person that supplied me with the camera and stuff. Oh, so I'm good. Like, Neil, I'm going to send you a super 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 rough cut. It's had no audio work. It's had no color grading. I've not finished editing, but just look at the transitions that I've put in. See what you think, and he came back and he's like, "Yep, I like that. You could do it this way, you could do it that way." So I'm like, "Right, okay." But he actually watched the whole film and he went, "Oh, I really like that." I'm like, "Stop watching it. You were supposed to just look at the transitions. Don't look at the rest of it." <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah. People have asked me when it's coming out, and it will come out when it's 
Well, it's Friday. You know, I'm just, I'm just dying to see it. I'm desperate to see what you've done because I know so little about it. So, well, I was going to say, so do I. <laughs> I it's called, it's called Mimi. There's an actress in it. She's yep. playing Mimi. She's, she's amazing. She's really good. Um, that's all I know. I know yep. you filmed it in a couple of days yep. uh, in your hometown, and yep. that's all I know. Yep. And I really want to see it. Yep. So hurry up. Use so, your some, time wisely. <laughs> somebody watched. Somebody watched the, the teaser trailer, and I think I mentioned to you. And yeah. said, oh, there was no jump scare at the end. I thought it was going to be. I'm like, yeah, it's not a sort of film. So <laughs> you know, it, it has horror elements, but it's not a horror film. If that didn't makes they, sense. Didn't they also say, "Oh, I don't know what it was about." Yeah, and I'm like, that's kind of the point. Because I got really worried because it was like um, the the person that said that that one, this guy, love him a bits. He's worked on, you know, major major big films. And and he said, "Oh, I've got some feedback on your trailer. If you want, I'm like, okay." He said, "I'm going to be honest." I'm like, "Oh God, here we go. This guy who who I admire is going to really go. What the fuck have you filmed?" Anyway, I don't really know what was going on. I'm like, Whew, "I'm all right with that. You're not meant to. That is just meant to introduce the character and the actress. I'm all right with that." Whew. But I was getting a little bit worried there for a second. I'm like, <gasps> "People are never going to watch it. I'm never going to release it." But uh, feedback has been good. So good. I'm all right with that. And everybody commented on the music. They went, I love the music. So the first thing I did was when I got into my job, I showed the guy who did the music, the trailer, and then told him all the feedback, and he was super chuffed. So that he's happy. That makes me happy too. Good. So, well, I'm going to let you go, Fraser, because I know you're busy from after 6 o'clock, and it's now 5 to 6. I'm going to go yes. downstairs and see what Boris has said. Oh. Not that I'm self-employed anyway, but I'm always good. I'm yes, curious to I'm going to go today. calculate 8% of my earnings for the last three years and see what the pitfall of money is. And then find out how you prove it. But then, but then that's... So is that 80% of your earnings annually and then divide that monthly? Is that how that's going to work? Is that how they're going to figure out how much money uh, they're going to give you? What the headline says is, because I have it on my thing, it is uh, to get eighty percent of monthly profits paid by government up to two and a half grand a month. Yeah, I don't, I don't earn that much money. <laughs> I would love to get two and a half thousand pounds a month. Yeah, I would love to get if I got fifteen hundred pounds a month, I'd stay at home. I wouldn't need to work ever because that would but, equal. I I walk out of my night job with thirteen hundred quid. Yeah, I, 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 I did a four-week job for the BBC in December, which was my last yep. job before it all went tits up, and I walked away with about 1500 Yeah. So I'd be, that would be, that's enough to cover your bills. Yeah, of course. And, and then live a little bit, and then I put a little bit of money aside, so I'd be happy with 1500 but I'd also be happy with 2500 Can you imagine? I, I Can you imagine? Happy. I know, I would donate to people's Kickstarters if I had that much money. <laughs> yeah, but let's be very selective, because be really, I'll, I'll donate to yours. You donate exactly the same amount to mine. You give me a we'll pound, and I'll give you a pound. <laughs> pound each. Yeah, I wasn't thinking but any just, more. Nah, it's just but let us not be the the same crowdfunding people who do a campaign, raise a bunch of money, do a campaign, raise a bunch of money, yeah. raise a campaign, raise a bunch of money, but then yeah. never release anything. And uh, I'm still waiting for that film to come out. Don't be, don't be, don't be those people, um, nope. because that's I find that slightly odd. If I'm perfectly honest with you, we raise money. We release a short. Uh, we release an episode. We raise money. We release an episode. Yep, <laughs> I raise money. I buy cameras. There yeah, we go. Exactly. And then so, make, make films. But anyway, you enjoy your evening. Pleasure. Thank possible. you, sir. 
everybody uh, should uh, there's some personal stuff that I'm not going to get into in the podcast with the chat but you can give me a call later on and we can chat about that later definitely um, but I'm going to have an hour until Doctor Who tweet along so I'm very much looking forward to, to doing that and um, should maybe get some food but pleasure thank you for yep. having me on stay safe and stay Be- sane yes wash your hands don't touch yes. your face I will. I even I disinfect this mouse every five minutes. That's that's what the that's what the uh, baked potato says. Um, and if you don't get if you don't get that reference, go look up uh, Matt Lucas on Twitter and watch his video. <laughs> will do. Pleasure. All right. Have a good Take one. Care. I'll catch you later. Bye 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 bye. bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.